Apakah kamu pernah ke Cancun? <laughs> they all sound like the same word. It just literally sounds like I'm saying the same thing. What, what exactly are you saying with that? I'm saying, have you ever been to Cancun? Shimmy shimmy. In what language? Um, in Indonesian. Ah. Yeah. Obviously, the Cancun's the same in every language, isn't it? But, I guess uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> the the answer is obviously no. I've never been. Have you been to Cancun? I've flown through Cancun on my way to another place on the. I was going to say the Mayan Riviera. Is that right? It sounds glamorous. Fuck geography. <laughs> got me again, gal. You got me. Now the the reason we're talking about Cancun is because this is a special travel episode of snowballing. Remember travel? No, I do not. <laughs> Frankly, no, I do not remember travel. But yes, exactly. Now that the world is opening up, we thought we'd do a special uh, travel episode. Um, if and I'm not mistaken. Oh, our guests have arrived. It's a group of them. Our guests this week are a thruple of triple threat talents. They've joined forces as Big Fab Productions. Please welcome to the stage... Aaron Goldenberg, Tim Davis, and Michael Judson Berry. Hello, everyone. That's the best intro I'm sure any of us have ever had. Tim, let's start with you. How did the idea come about to collaborate together and create Big Fab Productions? Yeah, so we, uh, I got a message from, we call her our boss bitch. She's our friend Beth, and she's a, a travel agent, actually, who reached out and tried to find some influencers to go on uh, a pride trip. And so the pride trip actually came first, and then we became friends and we started to um, to chat and figure out how we could collaborate even more in depth while we were all stuck at home in this pandemic. And the three of us ended up connecting. We'd all followed each other on TikTok and on Instagram and liked each other's content. And we decided to create this group that would do um, like online virtual content through the pandemic. So we teamed up, we started doing comedy shows, like monthly shows. We would go live together all the time and do Q and A's. We wrote sketches. We did a lot of improv. We did like private meet and greets that were virtual. It was so fun and we just like, We grew together so fast, created some really like fucking funny content and this group sort of formed and we decided to just see how far it could go. We teamed up then with Beth and her her travel side of things and said, well, let's take Big Fab and uh, take it international, honey. World tour, world tour. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, that's not off the table. I'm ready to travel. Aaron, as Tim's explaining, there's lots of things that you're doing and obviously you've got a wealth of talents between you. Is there anything you won't do? As a group, we've agreed we will not um, redesign your home. Like we're not, we're not a renovation show. Um, I feel like that's it though. We've already started a group OnlyFans. Um, it's thrilling. I give knitting tutorials on our OnlyFans. Knitting tutorials. Yeah, no, no, no. It's not, it's not the kind of OnlyFans you're thinking. It's very niche. Yeah, isn't Michael knitting naked? And then, like, as he knits more, it just covers more of his body up. And people are like, aww. He's just knitting his really elaborate chest hair. Yeah, oh my god. They've now seen me. So, on our trip, we just did to our first trip as a group to Cancun. This is the first time I've seen you boys since our trip. Was somebody a bit taller than you expected? I find that's always the case. You're like, oh, I expected you to be so much Why do you say that? Height was the first thing when we all finally met. It's like, no one is the height. Well, no, Aaron, you were the height I thought you were going to be. But Tim, you were so tall. I was like, you- whoa, you just I keep know. going. <laughs> like the most fabulous tree. 
it's like a curse. I'm very tall. In real life, I come up to, I'm nipple height. Aaron's ass was bigger than I thought it would be, for sure. And I knew it was going to be big, but it is like, it is Nicki Minaj. It is Cardi B. And if you follow Aaron on Instagram and TikTok, you'll know that this is a thing. It's been featured many times. It has. There, there are pictures where I was like, those had to have been, you know, airbrushed or whatever. Not the case. Not photoshopped. It's like you could stand on that and like ponder life. And a lot of my content, especially on TikTok, when I feature my ass, like, I know what it looks like. I, I've been, you know, all the girls you gave don't, me compliments though, in high school. No, I do. I do. I do, though. <laughs> so every but but that's part of the shtick, I think, like, especially um, on social media. I'm like, what, this whole thing? Me? Um, <laughs> it's fun to get attention and thirsty DMs. Well, Tim, tell us about the Pride trip. You've been scoping it out. Why is this the vacation that we should be having in our diaries? Okay, okay. This trip is going to be incredible. I think, honestly, ultimately, I'm so excited to travel with people after two years of being locked away with just me and my antidepressants. Like, I'm so ready to to celebrate with people again. And that's really what this trip is. There's so many things to celebrate. It's not just our orientation, which, uh, hello, it is. Uh, we love being gay. But we are also celebrating friendship and family and coming out of this pandemic together. Like, we all survived. And honestly, that's a feat right now. And that deserves, I think, to be celebrated uh, responsibly eight months from now. (laughs) And uh, there's like a family side to this resort. So you can come with your family, with your kids. I had a woman reach out on Instagram the other day and said she wanted to bring her trans child to the trip, um, which is so awesome. And also, not that there's anything inherently wrong with like a circuit party trip, but they're not known to be the most inclusive. And we really want to be separate from that. We want to be a trip that everybody feels like they are allowed to be a part of, that everyone feels like they are welcome. And that's all shapes and sizes. That's all abilities or disabilities. That's all backgrounds and cultures. That's anything that is ally or queer. You are welcome. And you can lay by the pool and relax and eat chicken tenders for five days, or you can get lit as fuck with me in the lazy river. And that both of those things are viable options. <laughs> and yeah. it's going to be such a I find a, blast. a chicken tender in in the lazy river i'm gonna yes know, we know who drops that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> michael one of the features of the big fab pride trip is the nightly entertainment now is this just going to be you doing moira rose impersonations well, i mean if you want it to be i will happily do a one woman moira rose show every night <laughs> be like well welcome to this pride trip everybody here we are amongst my favorite people the many queers of cancun She's already writing the material. She's she's ready. She's there. It's a different wig every night. And then Tim and Aaron, like, what kind of talents would you also bring for evening entertainment? Um, I've been studying sign language so I could translate for any of our hearing impaired uh, friends on the trip. I would need to learn much more because Moira uses very voluptuous words. So um, <laughs> there would be a lot of finger spelling and then my hands would be useless for the rest of the trip. But you still have a mouth. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Tim, having seen you on vacation, I feel like you should be my stylist. It was like, it was almost unfair. Like I came down dressed like a dad and then you would have Tim standing there looking like he just walked off a red carpet. 
I was like, how very dare you look this fabulous every day? Michael and I had very like similar um, stylistic choices. And then Tim just looked fucking fabulous. And I was like, I'm sorry, where, what, ha, mm, I. Y'all are so sweet. I like half of it is really just because I love, I really do love fashion. And I love to try. The other half of it is like, I know that I'm a Midwest seven, a New York four and an LA negative two. And <laughs> I really just like. I knew there were going to be hotties with bodies around, including these two boys, and that I had to compete. Even on this Zoom, getting ready for the Zoom this morning, I was like, these boys are cute. I need to wear a leopard print satin shirt and a hat. Like, you can't even see me in here. But <laughs> Now, let's get into different traveling styles, I guess, because everyone has their own style of traveling. Some people are leaving it to the last minute in the first class lounge and others are a bit more chaotic and running to make the last call of the flight. How would each of you describe your travel style? Uh, let's start with you first, Aaron. Okay, I am 100% the person that packs last minute, but I get to the airport super early. Like I, I will, if my flight is at I don't know, seven, I'll wake up at three to make sure that I'm like packed and ready to go and can like walk to the airport if necessary, if all modes of transportation are just, you know, obsolete. And then um, on the trip, I mean, it depends where you go, but I'm, I'm not really the kind of person that like likes to plan all the sites to go see and be out all day and then just in the room at night. Like I love being in the hotel room and eating good food and like going out occasionally and seeing some stuff. It was really nice, like on, on this most recent trip that we went on, that there was an itinerary. So I didn't have to worry about any fucking thing. Um, I could just, you know, pull it up on my phone and be like, okay, we're downstairs at 5 p.m. to get on the van to go to this place. Great. I don't like to think on vacation. I like to just let my brain go. <laughs> no thinking. I like it. Tim, what about you? So I'll pack three days before and make sure that I don't wear anything that I'm going to need on that trip. Do you know what I'm saying? And then I show up to the airport early and I'm having a like a cabernet at 730 in the morning uh, at one of those like 24 hour bars. And then when we get to where we're going, it depends. Some days I'm like, I don't want to do a thing. I want to lay by the pool, get my chicky tendies and just like sit here and stare at hot people all day. But I feel like I have this like crazy FOMO, especially if we're somewhere I've never been before. I want to do everything because when we go back to like boring America, I want to do everything I can, you know? So I'm like, let's go see the whale sharks. Let's go to the Mayan ruins. Let's go to every restaurant and have six dinners. Let's go. Like, I want to do everything I possibly can in the short time that we have because I feel like I'm going to miss out on something. And Michael, what about you? Is your travel style compatible with Aaron and Tim? I'm not sure this group's really gelling together somehow. Like, how did we have such a good time? <laughs> I, I'm kind of a mix of the two. In life, uh, I'm not the most organized human. And um, so I'm the last minute packer, but still inexplicably an overpacker because it's last minute. Because say my flight's at like nine o'clock in the morning. Um, it's probably seven o'clock that morning when I'm like, oh, I should pack. And so I just throw kind of like everything I think I could possibly need into a bag. Aaron's like, <gasps> that gave me so much anxiety. Yeah, it would freak you out. So I, I would stress just before. And then I get to the airport just in time to like drop my bag off. And then to like, I home alone it through the airport. 
I grab a Starbucks on my way, but I'm like Catherine O'Hara, like sprinting through the airport to get to the plane. I get to the plane just on time because I don't like to sit and wait. So it's been many a time where I have to like talk them into letting me just go to my gate because they're like, sir, you, you've missed the window in which you can check a bag and get to your plane. And I'm like, I'll get there. See, so I'm a mess getting there. But once I'm where I'm going, I schedule myself to within an inch because I'm kind of like Tim. I feel like when I'm on vacation, I go somewhere. I, I rarely do a like sit on a beach, sit by a pool vacation. Cause I'm like, I can sit by a pool anywhere. So usually I'm a like, I want to go someplace that's very different from where I live. And I'm like, schedule which makes the people around me a little bit bonkers because it's like okay guys we're up at seven and then we have breakfast at 7 15 and then i booked this tour at this and i love a bus tour wherever i go usually <laughs> i schedule a bus tour on day one to get a lay of the land oh. and so and i loved and i'm such a nerd with like information and history stuff i love a guided bus tour on day one <laughs> just to confirm that i've scheduled us for the right places now vacations are always a great opportunity for some sexual adventures now whether that's connecting with local guys or bonding with fellow travelers have any of you had any memorable holiday romances and aaron we're going to start with you again well aaron's smiling the most actually so that's also why we're going to start with aaron i love it i because i have so many great stories i love hooking up on vacation okay so gosh the top two that come to mind there was a point in my life where i was being you know, very Christian and celibate and was trying to like live a straight life and all that. So I didn't have sex for five years. And finally, you know, was coming to my own and out of the closet and all that. And I went on a cruise uh, with my sisters who at the time did not know, but I was like determined. I was like, I am going to hook up on this trip. And found this couple who was my age and we're totally down and um, it was incredible. I didn't really know, because it was really the first time I was hooking up as like a semi out person. Um, I guess I didn't really know the, the rules of hooking up on a cruise. Like they wanted to hook up and then not- No contact at the breakfast buffet. Right, like not be friends afterwards. But every time I saw them, I was like, hi. <laughs> Like I thought, I thought I was like the third boyfriend now. <laughs> oh, guys, it's like at the cafeteria. Oh, guys, I'll come sit with you. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, but I was like also with my sisters. So I even came up with a story. I was like, I was like, guys, if, if for some reason we like see each other when my, my sisters are here, like I'll tell them that I like know you from high school and oh my God, it's so random that I'm seeing you guys. Oh, no. And they were like, uh-huh. They were probably like, oh my God, this guy's a fucking mess. And at the very the very end, um, I knew their first names, but I didn't know anything else about them. And um, I kind of, uh, I was like really sad for the cruise to end. And I was I was like, oh, you know, I'm gonna, um, it was great meeting you guys. And they were kind of like, um, yeah, find us on Facebook or something. And I was like, oh, they know I can't find them on Facebook. I don't have any other information. That was just totally like their, their brush off. So it was kind of sad. One of the most adventurous um, hookups I ever had on a vacation, I was in Phoenix, Arizona, and I didn't have access to a car. It was my friend's car. So um, this guy was like, yeah, I can pick you up in my car and we can hook up in the car if you want. And I was like, great, that sounds good. Um, it was like middle of the night. Um, as he picks me up, it's kind of windy and there's a little bit of sand in the air, but that's normal. That's Arizona. So we like find a nice secluded parking spot. No lie middle of the hookup, just torrential winds and sand. And I was like, are we fucking in a sandstorm right now? <laughs> this is in the middle of the night. 
It was insane. I was like fearing for my life because I don't know what I don't know what sandstorms are like. Like, are you supposed to be outside at all, even in a car? I I don't know what's safe or not. And he seemed to be relaxed and fine. So I was like, I guess this is okay. Let's keep going. But it was like it was kind of hot. That's good. I like that. Yeah. How about you, Tim? Any stories to match that one? Wow, that was so good, Aaron. Um, Mazel Tov. I. When I, I was the same as Aaron, I have a lot of great, like, Christian gay trauma. And I didn't come out until I was, like, 26. And right after I came out, I moved to New York and almost right away went on tour with um, a friend of mine who was a comedian. And so we did this, like, national tour, I guess. And, um, again, Midwest 7, New York 4, LA negative 2. It is, like, a very different clientele every city that I am in who I, like, get to uh, tap me or woof at me or whatever. Most of the time it was actually pretty bad. But San Diego, there once stop in San Diego... I hooked up with two guys in the same day and it was like euphoric. It was so beautiful. The first guy, he served in the military and was like so jacked and beautiful. And like, I'm a curvy, bodacious woman, right? So it was like our bodies didn't go, but they did. Do you know what I mean? It was like so perfect. And I love hooking up in the shower. And this hotel had this massive shower. It was so beautiful. And we were in there and not like nothing crazy, but just like making out for, I don't know, two hours or something all over each other. We just had this super amazing connection. And it, ah, it was so cool. It was so great. I'm getting hard thinking about it right now. And then like maybe 10 hours later, had this other guy come over later that night. And it was like the same thing, a completely different body, um, one more like mine. And again, we just like connected and it was romantic. <laughs> and we kept making out and then we would stop and look at each other and be like you're so beautiful and I'm like no you're so beautiful all night and then he stayed the night and we cuddled and then we woke up the next morning and we did it again and it was like so amazing and nothing will ever live up to that day it was like the most perfect hookup experience ever 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 all right Michael your turn oh god nothing I stay will top that that sounds magical San Diego right yeah, I'm going to San Diego soon, so... I'll give you their Instagram pages. Great. <laughs> um, um, no, I, I don't know, because I... Don't, because of the way I travel, and usually I'm with friends or with family, and so it's like, the thought of making time to do any sort of, like, dalliance um, did not end up in my itinerary. <laughs> but I did have... When I was in uh, Mykonos, I went with my friend, um, I was in grad school, and um, on our... our break we went to Mykonos which when we booked it I didn't know that that's a big like gay destination I just wanted to go to Greece the gayest the gayest yeah who knew it was like the fire island of Europe and I had no idea we just got a great deal on a B&B we all knew <laughs> everyone else knew um but we did have one night where she wanted to sort of like have her eat pray love night she wanted to go skinny dipping in the in the bay on, on her own and sort of like feel see the stars and whatever and I was like okay so I'm on my own while she eat pray loves tonight this apparently is a gay place let me yeah go to the gay bar and I met this Australian guy and he was great and we had sort of a similar we like hit it off and we were you know kissing and dancing all that stuff and we were like well let's go back to our B&B but if you have been to I don't know if you've been to Mykonos but it's like a series of tiny alleyways and we got very lost trying to find either of our apartments that we were staying in and it was late 
And so we were like, well, you know what, let's just like, there was sort of like a, a doorway area that was dark and we're like, let's just duck in here. And so we, we duck in and we're, you know, getting hot and heavy. And then the light in the courtyard flicks on. And all of a sudden we're, we're like leaning on the door and the door flies oh. open. And I, the way we happen, he kind of falls out and I just get pinned um, between the door just whacks me in the face and I'm <laughs> like wedged behind the door against the wall. And so I'm like smushed and I'm like, and I could, I'm looking the other way and I could see there's just this beam of light and he's just standing there like deer in the headlights and this beam of light and this angry old Greek man comes running out wearing just like, you know, pants up to his armpits and a tank top comes out screaming and Greek <laughs> at him and he just takes off. And this little old man comes chases him down the street. And I'm still like seeing stars because I just got whacked in the face with a big wooden door. The door slowly closes and the wife is standing there just looking at me, shaking her head going. <sighs> she points in the opposite direction. She goes, go that way. <gasps> I was like, okay. <sighs> I made it back to my B&B. My friend came back about the same time, completely sopping wet. And I was just like, how was your night? She was like, magical. How's yours? I was like, an adventure. <laughs> We wanted to ask about travel essentials. Do you have any travel essentials that you always take with you on your trips or any travel essentials that maybe you'd recommend that people should be bringing on the Big Fab Pride trip? Oh, good one. Aaron, let's start with you. Great one. I, um, aside from like the essentials um, to make sure everything is safe and fun and clean, um, I, I usually bring like seven different bathing suits of like different colors and sizes and fits I think for because for me I I kind of feel out whatever my comfortability is that day sunscreen speedos and sex are my essentials Tim what about you I try to tan before I go because I want to show up in Mexico looking like I've been there for a week. You know what I mean? Mm. And then I don't feel pressure when I like want to sit in the shade or put on sunscreen or whatever because I don't have to get tan. I'm already tan. Um, bathing suit. Also, I agree because your bathing suit has to match your what you're feeling that day. And I don't I have to like have different options and I am not wearing the same bathing suit two days in a row. It's not happening. Uh, so I want a mix of things. I like um, I like to reveal it. I like mesh. I like thongs. I want to like show all my curves, all my little cellulite, my little stretch marks. I want to show it all. I love it. And I love people who like have to look at it. I'm like, yeah, you have to see me. You know what I mean? I get like a weird little high off of like, are they staring because they want to hate crime me or because they're jealous? I don't know. Either way, they're staring and that's good. Yeah. Right? Bad publicity is good publicity. Um, My essentials for sure. Uh, okay. Antidepressants, Henny, bring them. Then a portable charger. Uh, super important. I learned this when I moved to New York. You are out all day. You have to have a portable charger. So like same at the hotel. If you aren't planning, I'm trying to do everything I can in a short amount of time. I'm not going back to the hotel room until it's time for bed. So bring a portable charger so you can like, you know, zip zap your phone. Um... I also bring my Studio Ready butt scrub. Do you know what Studio Ready is? Yes. 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 My friend is uh, the the creator of the company, and so I like... I, I it's it, random it happened really randomly I like had it's a long story I'll have to tell you guys about it later but I got, ended up getting a hookup with the studio ready stuff and I bring it I like it for me yes but I bring it and I make the other boys <laughs> use it I'm like hold on let's like hop in the shower real quick because I don't know I don't trust no ho and I don't know your personal <laughs> hygiene 
and I don't know that you've showered in the last two days. So I'm always like, oh my God, like, hey, do you like making out in the shower? Like, what if we did that first? I've got this really cool stuff. And I like try to make it really sexy. But inside, I'm like, I'm just going to scrub you down. Power hose ready. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to power wash the top like 10 layers of skin off of you. <laughs> sensible, sensible. All right, Michael, what about your essentials? Oh, God, well, I told you, I mean, since I packed in the last second in blind panic, um, really, it's not panicked. It's it's just throw everything in a bag. Um, but with them, like, I, because I overpack, I'm a big fan of bringing layers to everything because you never know what it's going to be like. So I'm that person <laughs> who does bring a variety of bathing suits because you don't know sort of what crowd you're among or, like, what kind of, you know, what you're going to want. And, um, but also like shorts, t-shirts, tank tops, but then like sweatpants, sweatshirts, hoodies, turtlenecks. Cause um, you know, it gets really cold. It gets cold in Mexico in the summer. Turpins. <laughs> I actually did. I did pack like cold weather clothes just in case there's freak cold. So that's what maybe you don't want packing advice from me unless you're mildly obsessive like I am, in which case you're going to bring everything you own. Um, <laughs> And then now, because I do Moira Rose wherever I go, I have oh. to pack for two. So I have my suitcase of stuff and then her suitcase of stuff, which is all costumes and wigs. So I would say if you're somebody who does a parody show on TikTok where you play multiple characters, be sure to pack your wigs. Does Moira also pack for all weather types? Like, I would hope oh, she yeah. not as. Oh, she does. Oh, for sure. Her beach wear, her pool wear, her chili wear. Because it might be a temperature drop. Like, and obviously various, various jewelry options as well. Um, the thing I tend to forget is toiletries. Tim's like, no. I can't. But sometimes I feel like Michael's closet and his costumes are mixing together. Like when we dressed up that one day, he came down in like a pearled sweater. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if this is Moira or Michael. <laughs> Tim's like, oh, we're doing Moira tonight. And Michael's like, no. <laughs> No, no. It was. It is a Moira sweater because I knew you were gonna look really snazzy, and so I was like, "Let me try and judge myself up a little bit." It was the best thing he had, but it was the weirdest outfit because I had a fully sequenced white sweater with like gold sequins on the front, but then just black shorts and brown Birkenstocks. So like, it was it was a choice. Well, that's the end of this episode. Make sure to subscribe and tell your friends because remember, snowballing is for everyone. Follow me, Aaron, at Aaron Goldieboy on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Follow me, Tim, at Gleefully Tim on all social platforms. Follow me, Michael, at M. Judson Berry on Instagram and TikTok and M. Judson Oneberry on Twitter because I'm not good at things and Michael Judson Berry on YouTube and also follow Ming on Instagram at HeyMingaLing. Follow Gareth on Twitter at GTV London. More details about the Big Fab Pride Trip can be found on the website at BigFabProductions.com. Tune in next time for more snowballing and more gay nonsense. <laughs>